Hi everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Nudie. This week's special guest is Ali Kaneshiro. She is a good friend of mine from high school. I hadn't seen her in about 10 years. She's been traveling all of South America, which is amazing. And she came to Miami to visit her family for a couple days. So we took advantage and recorded an episode. She has her own podcast show as well. So I will put the link in our bio. And yeah, so we talk about a lot of marketing, hypnotherapy, coaching, some of my my favorite things to talk about. So it was really, really fun and exciting. Um, She has great insights on healing and she has an amazing healing journey as well. So I wanted to share this with you guys and I really, really hope you guys like it. Let me know. I'm really excited because you have so much to... I feel like you you experienced so much in the past 10 years. When's the last time I saw you, actually? Like, to the, probably 10 years probably ago. Probably 10 years ago, like, yeah. when we graduated. Because I, I don't like think you went... I saw you, because you went to FSU. So I don't think I saw you in, like, the random parties that I kind of went to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So right now, you do a little bit of marketing, and you do your hypnotherapist work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit about how... You started doing marketing. Did you study marketing? Yeah. I did undergrad? study marketing. I didn't oh. do marketing. I always wanted to be a psychologist. Like, I literally love psychology. This is why I went to the hypnotherapy girl, too. Um, I always wanted to do psychology. And then I basically was like, that's going to take forever because it's, it's like the, a really long career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, no, maybe I'll do something in business, but not like business fully, but something that relates to psychology. And it's marketing because marketing has so much. How to did do you with get psychology. there? Like, how did you get from. Because I love psychology and I never knew how much I liked marketing. And then I realized that it actually does connect. It's but it took sweet. me forever to get there. It's like, like the basis of it all. Like even the way that you position things. You know what I mean? Like you should read the book, um, The Power of Habit. Maybe you've read it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it has a lot of t- uh, like a ton of um, case <clears throat> studies of basically how people do habits. But marketing has a lot to do with creating habits too. You know, like for Breeze is like they market it first as like eliminating orders and a lot of people are like oh like like why isn't it selling it's such a good product uh-huh. and then the people that actually have like houses that smell bad they don't know that like they're not mm-hmm. aware that their houses actually smell bad so when they started marketing that it didn't work out for them like it actually didn't wow work out. so now they do it as like when you finish cleaning for pieces your perfect like ending like mm-hmm. it's like, okay, oh you mm-hmm. finished you finished your your cleaning you know yeah and now it, it's selling for pieces super popular now it's it's, it's so crazy working a little bit you know marketing within my title company i realized that you can have an amazing product or an amazing service mm-hmm. but if you communicate it in the wrong way it does not matter how amazing your service or product is if your marketing sucks then you're not going to get the sales you're not going to get the clients that you want yeah and i'm like whoa marketing is literally the gateway for your business to reach your clients. Yeah, yeah. And and the only way to do it is like through understanding like emotions. And how it's not about it. rationality. It's like more about like your the emotions. I'm like, that's really psychological. It is, it is all, the most psychological. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. That. so cool. And yeah. even talking the way that your customer was taught. Because sometimes, you know, like even as I have another business or something, you get too granular. You're like, so your subconscious mind. And, mm-hmm. and people are like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, you know, like I don't yeah. know about that. So it's like not trying to teach them and getting them to understand your language is like coming down to that to them. Like, how do they talk? How do they yeah. explain things? What do you think their problem actually is? Because what we think their problem is, is very different to what they think their problem is. Right. Yeah. So it's like 
understanding all those things that's my favorite part literally that is my favorite part of marketing so let me ask you so let's say when you're working with a certain client and you go in mm -hmm. what is like what is like your thought process of like okay let me let me dissect what's going on and then yeah. i'll give you like my opinion or whatever yeah so i take a look at everything they have and they're doing because clear like usually companies are already doing something whatever that is right if it's just like email marketing or like what whatever there's like some type of basis mm -hmm. and the first thing like i used i worked with um with like an e-commerce too and it was just more about positioning okay like because a lot of the time people want to be everything at once they're like I'm vegan I'm also gluten-free and I'm also this and I'm also that and you're like all of the things and then it can get confusing for the per for the for the consumer being like okay so what are you actually you know because you're just all wow. of the things and then you're yeah like, okay so what you can do is you can segment and you can target more niche like you niche it down right so you're more relevant to that person so I say that one person I don't know like is just gluten-free I don't know why e-commerce is coming to my mind a lot but let's say no, but that's free. so relevant right now yeah, yeah. so you're gluten-free and then why would you put like you're vegan you're all these different things if you're just like targeting gluten-free people make all your marketing very relevant to gluten-free so you only talk mm. about gluten-free yes your product is also vegan but is that relevant to them right now right. their problem is that they're gluten-free they don't care if it's like vegan or maybe they don't think it's they don't care if it's that healthy gluten-free people usually have a really hard time finding products that taste good because gluten is like mm -hmm. in a lot of things you know like bread pancakes and stuff like that so right. a lot of people they don't care about like the vegan part they're just like I just want gluten-free things that taste good you know that is their main objective mm -hmm. in life and so you you hit that pain point you hit that part you know and then how can you bring it in more and then you can start getting personality traits of the actual company right are they like more towards adults are they more towards x y and z and I used to do I actually did marketing for um, a drink company, a mm -hmm. beverage company, and it was um, of, oh, I can't remember this name, but in, in Japanese, whatever. It's called goja, which is like, it's basically um, a fruit that helps with um, your sugar levels, your insulin okay. levels. Okay, yeah. So a lot of their market was people that had, like, um, what is it called? Like high cholesterol? No, not cholesterol. Um, Diabetes. Diabetes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, diabetes. Mm -hmm. And so it was so interesting to like pivot so much to that community and get influencers from that community. And we would just give it out to them because they could take this drink before they ate any sugars and like any like a cup or uh -huh. something and it'd keep their their um sugar levels pretty even. There wouldn't be like a huge spike. So that was like a great thing for them. Right. And so it was just really interesting to see how like marketing changed for them because mm -hmm. they're a big community. They're like they're big on like blogging their whole day because other people that have diabetes also want to see what other people with diabetes go through, how they eat, what they do, like they, they exercise a lot. And so they're very into like blogging almost. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting to see that because then you're like, okay, so how can my product fit into that? You know, how can mm -hmm. my product fit into their lifestyle, how they communicate, how they are doing? And yeah, it's like, it's so like, I don't know, I guess like flexible yeah and it time. makes me think about obviously like a person being able to thrive mm -hmm. right you want to figure out your values you want to figure out your mission what do you want to do what is it that you, you want to dissect all these things mm -hmm. and have a clear mindset of like your next goal or like what do you want you know your next two years that's what you're doing with a company yeah basically yeah. like you it's kind of like you're treating them as a person 
like okay what's your personality what is your mission mm-hmm. what are your values mm-hmm. and what are you trying to sell and how can we sell it in the way that fits your personality exactly this is so forced cool. or weird or anything like that because that can happen too where you're like being like I don't know you're pretending to be something else so that's why when you get clear first on your actual company what you are what you want to offer what's true to you yeah it just makes also first of all like making decisions so much easier because you could just like pass them through those values you know you're not like oh my god what if and because especially when you start growing a team and stuff, like it gets so difficult because then like it just gets clouded and you're like, yeah. what do I want? No. Yeah. And this happened with Nudie too, because we, we want to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? And me and Crystal are just very open-minded people that were like, oh, we're this and we're that. Mm-hmm. And, and we do this and we do that. And then when we launched, we're like, we're doing too much. Like we need to niche down mm-hmm. and we need to actually figure out what are you know what are our values and figure out what is it that we want to sell how how can we like really tone it and like really get in there deep into one topic yeah and we had to eliminate so many things but it's like how would you we need to have a personality yeah mm-hmm. and then you can brand it up and you can always change you know like your brand always evolves like if next year exactly. you're like i'm really into cooking or something you can always fuse it in because it's you it's just like it's almost like an expansion of you. It's like just expanding exactly. your energy like even to so many more people. You know wow. what I mean? It's so, it's so funny because I see me and Crystal, like our personality like shines through, through it. it. Yeah, it really does. Like when we're like, because we're we're just doing it for fun. We're like, let's build a community. And yeah. we're just like, this is us, you know? So and that's the best. When there's no agenda, when you're just doing it for just to see what happens. Like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just because you really just want to connect. That's how I build my thing. It was just to connect. It was not even wow. I wasn't selling anything. I didn't have plans of selling anything. It mm-hmm. was just like, I just think that 20, like our, it literally was called Imperfect 20s. It would it didn't even have my name on it. Mm-hmm. Like the Instagram that I have now. Right. It didn't have my name on it, nothing. I just, just like, I don't think there's enough being talked about about how your 20s are a hot mess. Like you don't know what the hell is happening. You don't know who you are. And you're like, That's did so I choose true. the right thing? And I feel like no one talked about that. And I felt like when I was 20, I was like, but I mean, I'm still 20, but we're still 20. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> we're all done. We're, we're so close. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, I felt like no one talked mm-hmm. about it. And I felt so, I felt lost. And I was like, but no one is lost with me. So like, am I weird? And I was like, yeah. I'm sure there's people out there. So then that's why I started my community. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to write about things that happen to me and how I'm just like figuring it out and just creating a life that I like want to live but yeah because it was just like yeah okay wait I I really want to get into your company but like let's go to your marketing Mm -hmm. and so you you became you were like doing a marketing agency after you graduated Mm -hmm. and then how did you evolve from having you know your marketing clients to doing hypnotherapist the hypnotherapy so this is (laughs) well I always had two of them at a par like when I was doing my agency work I, mm-hmm. I already had this community going because I okay yeah it was more about a lot of my struggles as an entrepreneur I guess because so I graduated college and I didn't want to get a job I was like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get clients I don't care it's gonna happen mm-hmm. I got I literally pitched so many restaurants I just pitched them everyone I just pitched restaurants because I was like well a restaurants are like a good place to start so I just went you're such a hustler I, I love it. To do it I was like fuck it whatever just kept giving like audits and stuff mm-hmm. and so I ended up having one client charged them super low but I was like no this is great like it's gonna get get me in the door mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't know what I was doing and like while I had a very basic knowledge I was like okay like I definitely need some type of background like I need some experience where right. someone can guide me and I can just learn because I'm a really good learner and stuff but right. I just felt like right now I didn't have like 
that mentor, you know, that you need at points. So I got into an agency. I did that. I did it for two years and um, I had like a team and it was great. And I loved it. I actually really loved it. Um, but then the whole thing happened that like I started just getting more responsibility and I was like, okay, again, it's too that much whole like point. voice came in and it's like, you can do this. Remember? Sometimes this, is what you- this happen when, you know, it's the, I don't know, the universe telling you like, yeah let's go you had fun you were comfortable that was good (laughs) now it's time to go yeah and then it came and like I love to like sometimes like not listen to them but then it just gets louder and louder and louder and then it comes to your body telling you okay you don't want to listen like then we're just gonna bring you down a little bit with your body until you're like okay I can't do this anymore you know this is not working out and sometimes I literally especially if it's so close to my heart it does have to happen like that sometimes you know yeah I can't just like Mm -hmm. let it go at the first little like whisper it's like no <laughs> especially your career like you want to align your career with who you are 100 so when it's like you know giving you something that you don't like it's like oh there's something there like i need to do something about this something change and a lot of people don't a lot of people are like oh but i need it i need the money mm-hmm. i need this and i you know all these things like external reasons and you ignore your body yeah you ignore like those little signs that you have but that's so cool that you were like immediately no 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 this isn't for me anymore. not that immediately yeah <laughs> that one took me a second <laughs> i was thinking about quitting for a while probably like six oh. months honestly oh, i was okay, okay. for six months until my boss went into maternity leave and then he left me all myself and i was like absolutely not like that's mm-hmm. when i was like no i can't do this anymore i was stressed i would cry and i was like i don't need to be crying for my job like that's not yeah. it you know what i mean like because i also care so much about my job like all the time like obviously like i want to do a good job but then mm-hmm. i was just highly stressed and i was like no wow I'm like if I literally just had three clients I could be making what I'm making now just three and I was taking mm-hmm. care of almost a portfolio of nine clients like yeah with a team and everything but still it was just so much but during that time it just helped me a lot I mean I learned how to lead a team and like learn how to like communicate and like all the things and I'm literally forever grateful for that job it wow that's so it amazing. made me who I was for a long time yeah my boss was amazing like he was just such a good mentor like he would just trust me a lot when I was like I'm not doing that meeting by myself. He's like, you're doing that meeting by yourself. I'm like, I'm not doing that meeting. He's like, you're going to do it. And I just did it. I was like, fuck it, whatever. And yeah, it helped me a lot, honestly. But honestly, having a good team makes the experience as well. Oof, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, like a good team, like like a good environment overall. It's like, it's such a vibe. But yeah. And then I quit that. And then I tried again to get my clients. I got two clients. And then I was like, okay, but like, I also want, it was always this battle of like, security and and then doing entrepreneurship right like the the steady income that you get where you're working with a team you're doing the whole thing and then you're doing it all by yourself and you're kind of like like literally like literally a company owner through. yeah yeah you're a company owner well you have to make decisions and it's you that like, like what do you ask oh yeah you're like um <laughs> what do you guys think that's so that's exactly how i felt with the title work when i started my title company i never worked with a title company before so I was like, who do I call? <laughs> what is happening? What is my next step? And thank God I had a group of attorneys working like alongside in different communities that I knew. And I was able to like call mm-hmm. them or something at the beginning. But it's like when you're your company owner, it's like there's no one telling you what to do. No. Like you choose your decisions and it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh, I chose the right one. <laughs> you know, like fingers crossed. <laughs> Here we go. And then you're just 
going through it, you know, but like, there's, it's a lot of work. Like, I honestly think entrepreneurship is like straight up <clears throat> spiritual, like awakening for you. Like it's, it's a spiritual, it's a healing it's journey. A, oh my God. You <laughs> tell me that your problems are not going to pop up in your face all the time. And you're clearly like, emotionally, we're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. Like what? Yeah. All your insecurities, boom. And took out. <laughs> wow. That is so true. I've never defined it like that. But, like I met so many things that I've always yeah, like your insecurities, I've always met, I've always had like some fears, but having a company really made them aware. Like amplified. Like amplified them. Yeah, it wow. amplifies it so much. You know, like even like people pleasing tendencies, like I definitely <clears throat> had where like, I'm, I don't want to fail other people, I want to make other people happy, but sometimes your strategies are not going to make other, like you mm -hmm. climb things this way and you could go that way too. But you just know that that's not the best way. And it just takes a lot of work that you like, first of all, you have to trust yourself that you do know what you know. Yeah, because that exactly in and of itself is a whole work, you know, because mm -hmm. you're like, do I really know what I'm saying? Am I really like, do I really know marketing? You know, like those doubts do come up mm -hmm. and it's about dealing with them. And also that is why I like that's why I honestly think that my two things go so aligned because entrepreneurship and having this marketing thing is so much about this other work that I do like they go so aligned because if so I didn't do that work extremely I would yeah. be like a hot mess for sure <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. so true because you need to be so aligned with yourself in order for you to thrive especially when you're in, you're a company owner like yeah it's like it just gets messy you know and it just mm -hmm. like obviously like it like I don't know a client letting you go which is just things that happen if you don't take control of that too, you can make up stories about yourself. Like yep. it can just run its course, you know? So you just got to click it back and be like, all right, like, listen, yep. what did we learn? What can we do better? And it's not about you. You just got to keep going. And obviously like if it, what, like there's always things that you need to change and stuff and it's just being aware of them, but not like completely like, yeah. you know, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like whipping yourself all the way to the floor because I've done that before too. Of course. So it's just, yeah. But also, I think with having your own company also amplifies your strengths. And you start recognizing and becoming more confident in the things that you've always been good at that you didn't really pay attention to. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy how, how I became so much more confident with my work and with my skills having yeah. my own company, even though at the beginning I was like, question mark. Yeah. Like, later, <laughs> little by little, you just like, kind of understand the idea and personality of your, of your team like when you have a team that aligns with you it's like it's the best yeah. because it's like we already know what kind of company we are there's millions of title companies but like we are this title company yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so it's like clients want to work with this title company for your personality exactly and like even though we're providing the same services as other title companies we're providing a specific service that fits our like personality so when I became confident with that idea, that's when I was like, we're running this. Mm -hmm. And it just went really well because it's like, I felt like I was myself, you know, yeah, just yeah, through yeah. my work. And that. it's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah, incredible. Yeah. So also having that company ownership also gives you that yeah. opportunity for like amplifying yourself and how you want to be. Yeah, and confident, trusting yourself. It mm -hmm. literally is like such a trust builder. You're like, well, I made this decision, I made it through, and this is happening. You know, you like, and you also know you got yourself in whatever happens. Like, 
-hmm. it could be the wrong even though I don't believe there's like actually like wrong decisions but you're like you know I I trust that I can I can get through this whatever it is whatever random thing it is I used to be able I used to be tripping out every time I would have like um like you know discovery calls to see if we want to work together Mm -hmm. and I would make these presentations and it would be like a whole thing because it was more about that I didn't feel so secure about my services so I had to make this huge presentation about it to be like I swear I am legit you know yeah and now I go in there and I'm like what is the issue what do we talk about we give it a plan and Mm -hmm. I literally sent an email my proposals are emails now wow there's not like this huge thing and Mm -hmm. I don't even have a website I don't even have a website like everything has been like word of mouth and stuff like it's it's crazy like the marketing side has always been very crazy because Mm -hmm. it's been very it's been very organic wait that's incredible that's when you know you are really good at what you're doing Sometimes it's still doubtful. No, sometimes, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh my God, it gets But, but rough, it is yeah. though. Like when it's word of mouth, that just means that you did something right with, for a certain client that really liked you and that person's talking about you to another yeah, person. Yeah, it's like, yeah, wait, yeah. like, look, you know, here in my marketing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah. like how it works. That means you did something right. Yeah, And exactly. that's really cool to like to have. That. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always do a lot of like referral work specifically. I think that because I, I always was like, okay, like, let me make a whole website. Let me do the whole thing. And then I just never got to it. And I was like, yeah. no, maybe we don't have to do it so traditional too, you know? Like mm-hmm. the whole thing, like especially for a marketing one because I've always really wanted to focus more on like the hypnotherapy and healing work and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this can just be a side thing. But then it always just comes to me. So I'm just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it be open. Like let it just come. Whatever wants to come will come. And that's What's it. really <laughs> cool about our age and our generation, well, not just our generation, but where we are now in life, how people can work for themselves. Mm-hmm. I feel like now it's not just one thing that you're doing. You can do like many multiple things, just like a smaller amount of time mm-hmm. of your day that you spend doing yeah. that one thing, which is really cool. Like now it's giving the opportunity for you to travel and to do your marketing and do your, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all these different things that people didn't have that opportunity before. It's so cool. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. amazing. My parents straight up still think I don't they they don't understand what it is because in their head it just doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. that you can just work on your laptop you know yeah and that just happened yeah like it wasn't so that wasn't a thing like I don't know what what do you how much do you think five years ago that's when it started to like right like um maybe when like Facebook started I feel like Facebook started like this like social Mm -hmm. thing that you can actually connect with people online or something like I don't know but so when did you decide to start traveling so I was, uh, so I got a remote job. So after I quit my agency, I got a remote job and I started working with like a lot of like coaches, influencers, and like authors and stuff like that, which okay. I was so happy about because I but just- But after the agency? Feeling. After the agency. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I quit that and then I got two more clients and then I actually found this, like a strategist role, which I love. That's, mm-hmm. I don't like so much the nitty gritty. I like more of the strategy part. And I got one of that. And then it was to work with influencers and coaches and uh, e-com- a little bit of e-commerce, but mostly mentors and guys, like just mm-hmm. coaches and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Cause that's kind of like the route that I was going to go anyways with like my other brand. So I was like, mm-hmm. imagine if I could look at the marketing side of things, like they're behind the scenes and understand that and then implement it for my brand. You know, I was like, wait, kind of you so learned perfect. so much. Wow. Yeah, that, that job was also ridiculous. And remember how I told you that I, I took like a manifestation course? Okay. In mm-hmm. the agency. I worked with that same girl that that does those courses. Uh-huh. In the agent in the in like my next role. Okay, wait. So you took so you took this um this manifestation program. course. Mm-hmm. Was it like how long was it? It was a month. 
Okay. Yeah, it was a month with manifestation babe. She's like one yeah. of like she's like a really big like um, manifestation like teacher or whatever. Oh, that's so cool. And then when I started that job and the other one where I was working with a bunch of influencers, she was a client. She was like, "Oh my god, I literally signed up because you were in the first cohort." And I was like, "Yeah, wow. because I like, even like know your product. Like I went through it. I I know it so well. Like I I couldn't even believe that." I was that's so cool. It was wild. So you did this course, and then how did that shift your mindset of like? I guess yeah. Like yeah. how did it shift? Honestly, it was a lot of like integration. It was a lot about like a lot of healing work too. But it was like a really long time ago. So I've been doing a lot of a lot of work for a long time yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But I also did caminos. Like I I don't know. Have you have you done? Caminos? No. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Well, it's just like another personal development course. But okay. And this other one, it was just a lot about embodying your your next self and like asking for what you wanted too. And so mm-hmm. like for so I needed a raise basically and I needed to move out of my parents house those Mm -hmm. are my two things that I was like on that list I was like I need to get out of here and I need a raise for that because I don't like to live like I could have moved out but I don't like to be like constrained or feeling like yeah of course so I was like okay how are you gonna do this and I was like you know what I'm just gonna ask for it because we were just working through all the different things I was like I'm gonna ask for it and I was like and it's so funny because I had two other co-workers that were very ballsy too Mm -hmm. in our job and she was kind of like she would like hype you up and stuff and Mm -hmm. we are still friends we do like every January we do like the workshop of what we want to bring into our lives every yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like we're really close but yeah so I asked for the 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 raise and then he thought about it and then he gave it to me and then we went apartment hunting with one of my sister's like best friends and we found it the first day that's so for like a crazy amount yeah like it was right in our budget it was like we got in like we weren't even going to see that house and then we ended up going in and we just knew like we opened the door and we're like no this is it wow that's so cool and I feel like there are certain times when that does happen to a lot of people that don't really practice manifestation Mm -hmm. like intentionally but it happens you're like wow we like that's so Mm -hmm. crazy like I was just thinking about having this and like look at this you know even the retreat thing we're just like like, you know like Mm -hmm. you think yeah and I'm just like what is life sometimes yeah and um this happened to me with law school as well Mm -hmm. and from that experience I had in in law school Mm -hmm. I've it's confirmed to me in my mind in my life that manifestation is real and so, for example, when I was applying to law school, I got on the waiting list mm-hmm. for FSU Law. Okay. And I always wanted to go to FSU Law. That was, like, my dream school. And then... You went I to got, undergrad as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, when I applied, I was really confident with my application. Mm-hmm. And I got waitlisted. I'm like, I was so offended. <laughs> what? <laughs> First of all, I'm an alumni. Yeah. <laughs> I was really offended. So... I decided to email one of the admissions lady. I found her email and I was like, I don't understand. Can you please explain to me how I'm on the waiting list? And she was like, well, your LSAT scores were lower than average. And, um, you know, that, that tells us how you're going to be like your predictor, our predictor on how you're going to succeed in law school. So I wrote her this like long ass email saying, no, (laughs) (laughs) but in in a very professional like way, but I was like, that's not a reflection. And I gave her an example of like going to FSU undergrad. I had really low SAT scores, but everything else was good. And I got in and I succeeded. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I did all these things. And I'm like, it, it doesn't because a lot of people don't learn through testing. And I told her all of yeah. this. I'm like, I'm not a good tester. I I have a lot of other strengths. And I know that's not going to really tell you how yeah. I, you know? So then- 
Um, love that for you. Yeah. So then then that happened. She never emailed back. So I I decided to print out um, like an acceptance letter on Google. Like you just went on Google, like FSU law acceptance letter. I printed it out and I, um, well, before I printed it out, I like edited the the name and the address. Like, I don't know if you like acceptance letters come like very generic and it says your name Mm -hmm. and then your address and then the date of the letter. So I was like, Daniela Coy, I put my address and then I put, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put May 21st, 20, whatever. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure it was like May 20, 21st. And I'm like, this is the day I'm going to get accepted. Like, it's fine. So I literally put it on my vision board because I was really mm-hmm. into vision boards, yeah. but it was like, you know, I'm going to put it there and that's it. Then May 21st came by and I get a call at 2 PM and it was the lady that I was emailing. And she's like, do you want to go to FSU law? I'm like, yes. He's like, Okay, I'm gonna send you an acceptance package now. Oh my god! Congratulations! That's and I'm like, high. okay, I didn't even realize that You're it was the 21st. Good. And then when I get the letter, I, I, I think I cried. <laughs> I'm like, exact same yeah. generic letter, my name, my address, and the date. That's wild. I'm like, there's no way this is not real. Yeah. Like this is it. This is the universe telling me <laughs> this is how you're going to create your life from now on. And ever since then, I'm like. If I really want something mm-hmm. or I'm like, I have like a clear goal, I, I, I'm I always like, okay, this is what I want. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And and I, I always think back to that experience because it was like the most clear cut experience, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. very like, wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was so crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, but you doing the action, you know what I mean? Because <clears throat> a lot of people are just like, just praying here or something yeah. like that. But you were mm-hmm. like, no, okay, wait, no, I'm going to go talk to the lady. Because I'm sure that that also gave the lady, like, you were top of mind. Oh, 100%. You were, like, the most top of mind. You are like, as soon as someone, I don't know, doesn't accept, she's like, she's in. It's so funny because mm-hmm. when she sent me the package uh, via email, it was, like, just a generic stuff. But she also sent me uh, an original copy of the, uh, um, of the package. Mm-hmm. And in the package, she wrote, like, a personal note on top of my acceptance letter. No way. And it, and it said, um... It, it was like it was very sweet but it was just saying like a love your personality something like that uh-huh. that it was like she saw it through my emails how yeah. like like determined you know, like, <laughs> i was literally like so hard-headed about this and she was like love this like yeah i hope you succeed but i love it felt whatever. this from you too oh, like yeah. you're just like a, i'm gonna get this shit done <laughs> and so it just came out like it literally and and I realized that with my whole life, this personality, I'm like, this is the way. Like, if I'm really hard-headed about things that I want, it's going to happen. Yeah. But I have to be careful with what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are things that you manifest that you didn't realize that that's not exactly what you wanted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I love that I manifested FSU Law, and it was very a very big accomplishment for me, but you know looking back I'm like was that the best school for me like you know what I mean so it's like I love that I went and everything but it's like what did I want out of it I just want to I just wanted to get accepted and go into this prestigious law school but what did I want out of it did I want to be happy did I want to like so I kind of learned that obviously throughout life through the whole thing yeah Mm -hmm. that's so funny because I feel like that's what we sometimes we just it's almost like we want, we think we want this life because it's going to create, I don't know, like mm-hmm. love, acceptance, whatever, whatever it really is, you know? And then you get it and then you're here, you're like, hmm, okay, well, nothing changed. Like, yeah. now we're here, but like, what, what changed inside? Nothing, you know, nothing. 
because yeah. that's not where the work and that's literally so it's so funny because I that I started teaching manifestation through not more material things but kind of like what do you want your life to be like but not so much of like the inside of you more like the outside like you want a car you want whatever right like, you can do all those things you can also do a lot of manifestation for that but when I did that and I, I did those things and I would get like material things, I'm like, this is not it. You know, like it was so much more about the inner work. And that's why I shifted. That's why I did hypnotherapy. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is it. I'm like, yes, once you fix the inside, it, it, literally everything outside is just like almost like a given, like especially if you start deciding like, you know, but now you're actually fulfilled inside. Like you're happy. You're exactly you're good. You're not doing it to feel good. It's like you're already good. And then now these things are happening. Exactly. So how did you decide to, to get certified? So, yeah, because I wanted to do more, um, more shifting, but not so much of just like journaling or affirming or you know your typical like mm-hmm. your typical things I wanted to really understand the brain like I un- I wanted to understand our behaviors mm-hmm. why we are triggered why these things happen you know I just really wanted to know mm-hmm. and I also thought that there was like this gap of people telling you that they'll like the key is to shift but no one told you how to shift like the key is to shift your limiting beliefs and you're like okay nice let's do it but right. then no one gave you the actual full-on tools because there's some things that are very deeply rooted yep that mm-hmm. like you can journal that you can use your conscious mind forever but like how long you're going to be waiting like it's a lot of work like your energy is just like constantly like, no 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 we're not going to go this right we're going to go this right so i was like i want to use something that's a little bit more efficient something that we can actually treat i've gone to therapy before too um and i think therapy is great for, for like processing consciously but shifting is also a lot about like the emotions that you've carried and stuff like that so I really yeah. wanted to just go in there and so that's why I did hypnotherapy because we basically regress to the memory where you've held like where you kind of develop that belief or whatever trigger that you have and we release a lot of that emotions and then we rewire we basically create a new neural pathway where it's like this is the way we're gonna now behave we're not just gonna get triggered and lash out I don't know whatever whatever your behavior is like some people get triggered and they get angry and they're like oh my god but why do I always get so angry here like I don't want to be this person and so what we do is we basically like create another another way of being Mm -hmm. this is the way that you're going to react now you know wow yeah so is it so you 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 get clients but like you have to work with them throughout sessions like more than one and it's like a process yeah usually like three sessions because the first Mm -hmm. one is like you first are just getting to know what it is that's happening right like if, especially if you've never done hypnotherapy you're gonna be like okay what what am I expecting so you won't relax as much as you would if you were this is like your second time because mm. you're kind of still alert you're kind of yeah, like, okay, yeah. what, is, what am I gonna do once you go through the first process it's like so much easier because of the second one you probably go into hypnosis way faster too and you you let go a little bit more mm-hmm. and when you do that it's like so much better too wow so so like a client goes to you and it's like well I I have something mm-hmm. like I have anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And you just work from there. Yeah, yeah. Because your body knows. Your body actually knows so much where it has come from and where you feel it in your body. And like, that's really what it is. You, we get in touch to where it is that you're feeling anxiety and how it feels like and all your different like just emotions around it. Mm-hmm. And then we go under hypnosis. And obviously there's like a lot of more pre-talk and we understand mm-hmm. like when was the last time that happened or whatever. But we're basically connecting your mind too and your body and, mm-hmm. and really experiencing in your body. And when you go to hypnosis, you can just tell like the body, like, take me back. Wow. And your body knows wow. because the body is storing emotions inside. So you just tell them like one, two, three, four, five, like, where are you? And people just tell you like so quick. 
Like they know where they're yeah. at. They're like, well, I'm a, I'm a little kid. I am at my parents' house or I've had past lives too. I think we're like crazy. <laughs> okay. But so how, how do you think the brain goes from like immediately to like from being conscious and you're like, I don't know why this is happening to going back to that root because like, your subconscious mind we don't have access to our subconscious mind like when mm-hmm. we're like right now we're like talking and stuff because it's it's just supposed to be it's it's 90 percent of basically your whole behavior mm-hmm. but it's just when you're conscious you're using your brain you're doing things or whatever when you're in hypnosis you get access to your subconscious mind your subconscious mind literally stores like almost everything right. <laughs> everything especially from zero to, to seven and sometimes 14 like giving that range you absorb everything so when you're little you don't logically think okay, my dad yelled at me, but it's not because he doesn't love me. It's because he's stressed about work. No, mm-hmm. no, no. You're like, he doesn't love me. You don't have that that conscious part of your brain where you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe you just had a bad day. No, absolutely not. It's like, he hates me. When we're kids, we're very, it, the whole world revolves around us. Like we don't think that other things are happening. It's right. just us, me. I'm not safe. I'm not feeling safe. I'm not getting my needs met. Why are they not getting met? Because my mom thinks I'm unlovable or or they think mm-hmm. a lot of parents too they they just think that as their child is like oh, you know this other thing that they have to take care of like oh my god don't cry stop crying like they they just kind of are so overwhelmed with their life that their kid is like annoying almost you right know? yeah and those things create a lot of things for you too mm-hmm. as, as an adult you start thinking oh my god like I'm too much or like mm-hmm. I'm you know I I can't I have to suppress my emotions a lot of people don't even have never felt emotions because they repress a lot of it so it's like a lot of those things to really process it because your body actually knows so when you're under hypnosis which is just like it's like a meditative state a state Mm -hmm. you basically can tap into those memories because you are your subconscious mind is is easily accessible wow so when you do that work and you go back to the root cause let's say of what you think you're unworthy of love or whatever you go to that root cause you go there and you you do a lot of work and you repair that 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 memory of where okay. you picked it up because that's where you picked it up. You're like, oh, well, I'm just not loved. Like, I'm not just Wow. Love. And how do you, like, do you go back in sessions to that point and you kind of, like, like so do you, you, like, repeat something to them or, like, what, like, how do you repair it? Like, oh, yeah. So you go through a gestalt message. So basically it's, um, it's you basically speaking it out with your whoever the person is could be your mom your dad or it could also be like your teachers Mm, uncles aunts cousins like whoever anything you know and then you kind of you kind of talk it out you talk it out a lot but then you also start to put yourself in their place and then understand that usually most of the time is it's never about you it was they were going through whatever and it's right because everyone tells me all the time that is a part that they think is the most like incredible part because when you start to feel how they're feeling, your compassion also increases. You feel like, oh, we know, like this guy was going through whatever it is. Yeah. You know? So then it's easier to forgive. It's easier to mend. And then what we do is we release that emotion. So it's no longer stuck in your body. So now whenever something happens in your day to day that triggers that, it won't trigger as hard. So then you'll have another neural pathway to go to that's like, mm, okay, it's not that bad anymore, you know, because we, we get to the actual root. We, we, yeah. we release the emotions that are there. So you're not longer always triggered. Wow. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are trigger bombs. I used to be trigger bomb too. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Everyone has a lot of triggers yeah. in different ways. So much more extreme than others, but like maybe everyone needs to do hypnotherapy. I mean, I, I mean yeah, I really do believe that. <laughs> like, 
um I took this course uh it was in Spanish and it, it's basically to help you identify different things in your life like like limited beliefs uh-huh. and he's like okay so we're gonna go by decades so we're you're gonna write everything you remember from the ages one till ten I'm like what the hell how do I remember yeah. but you start writing it and you spend like what like three hours writing stuff but then you stop in places that kind of like mm, you they feel something mm-hmm. like oh and you like really get into that one you know event or like whatever and you start analyzing you're like wow like this happened yeah. and then it I feel triggered for this and it, like, it mm-hmm. kind of like goes back to all this stuff but like and it causes thoughts for you yeah okay but I feel like for you to get there you have to be so incredibly open and like really dedicated to that and with hypnotherapy that'd be so cool just like people really wanting to fix fix these things that they don't remember yeah that are really still affecting them day to day now ruling their lives a lot of people I did so much money work too because as an immigrant and stuff like you you see, like, people, you, you know, your parents coming to the country and then they're, like, doing different jobs. And, like, it does affect your, your mind and the way you mm-hmm. look at money and stuff. So it really applies to everything because your beliefs around money dictate how much money you're going to receive, too. And your exactly. beliefs around the relationships, it's going to dictate how your relationships <clears throat> are going to go. Your belief around anything is literally going to shape your life. So if we can choose and change yeah. the ones like let's do it you know wow. yeah and that's kind of where I started all of it because I knew that that was the basis but I was like I need a way like a tool that is is efficient you know that that mm-hmm. actually works that you can write all those things down right like that you were doing to mm-hmm. get into that into that um that space or you could also go through it in a journey but all the different ways work there are people that's that true. use um breath work just to get you there you, amazing you know there's so many different ways like there's a lot of people that kundalini does that as well yep you know so even yoga yoga. oh my god yoga i thank god for yoga i think it got me to a place of like finally releasing a lot of um like external pressures it kind of like really through i don't know how but it released a lot of emotions that i was holding that kept pressuring me to like Mm -hmm. one more money or like one like this crazy successful Mm -hmm. like law career or like all these things um and I didn't know how I released them but it just like it helped me release all of this and like it being in those classes where sometimes I would cry or something but like Mm -hmm. it's like you're in another level of consciousness like you're not like like I don't know who's next to me I don't even care like I am not here yeah and I am feeling all of these things yeah it's so cool like I feel like if everybody can do something like that so anything anything you know, whatever yeah it comes to you it doesn't yeah. have to be you can be absolutely whatever you want wow I feel like the world would be so much of a better place that is literally why I started because I was like That's so if cool. we could just do a little bit of work each one on yeah. your own things not even other people like just you because I honestly I always think of like my dad I was like ah uh, if you would just be into this a little bit I promise yeah. you would be yeah a different world for you but yeah. you also can't do the work for other people which is so really sad can't. you just gotta sit sit down and, and watch it's so funny because when I started doing a lot of self-growth mm-hmm. and I started reading like you know self-improvement books I got so excited that I would tell my friends and my friends wouldn't respond the way that I would you know mm-hmm. act about it They'd be like oh cool and I'm like why aren't people more yeah. into it <laughs> like don't you want to be like your best <laughs> self no a lot of people don't care like or like 
not that they don't care they just don't believe mm -hmm. that they can live the life that they want to live and I started realizing I'm like wow it sucks that you know a lot of people are like so into this story in their mind that they think they cannot get out of yeah and it, it just sucks like it, it really does suck because everybody every single person no matter who you are I truly believe that you can change your story yeah you can change where you are you can change who you are and who you want to be what mm -hmm. you're doing like Any anything and I didn't realize this until I did a bunch of like a lot of healing a lot of like self-work until I realized I'm like wait I can actually do anything be anyone that I want like live the life that I want so like let's choose what it what that is mm -hmm. but until I got there I didn't recognize I didn't realize that I could live another life that is like not this place where I'm just sitting on a computer all day working on yeah. like stuff that I, I have no passion for right yeah I'm like I, I couldn't believe it. I thought my story was always like, I'm there gonna was work no in the out. office like by myself in a computer wow like this is my life and I got really depressed at one point when I'm like damn this is my life yeah. for the next like 50 years yeah. and until I got to that point of like no I can change it you know but it took me it took yeah. so long to get to that point of wait no I can change it yeah because it's so deep mm -hmm. you know it's so deep especially if you if you really did like wrapped your identity around it like I'm telling you like you know you you identify with the success that you're building. You you identify, you believe that like that makes you valuable. Like yeah, who why would you why would you let that go? It's so hard to let those things go. Yep. But I'm like, when you let those things go is when those things appear, like other things appear because there's no space. You have no space. If you're like on you're working this job, there's no way another job is gonna come knocking at your door because there's where where is it gonna fit? You're right. literally just here. So just, it's like yeah. there's no space for it to come. So a lot of times you have to let go of so many things, and that's like you know yeah. it's like so hard to do that no, wow. it's like people places all the things Miami like leaving Miami was a big deal for me I was like oh my gosh I'm wait yeah tell me a little Miami. tell me how you decided to leave and then you want did you already know you wanted to go travel like a bunch of places or what happened gosh. so I had basically um I was I, so I got this remote job right and I started traveling a lot and in the six months I was traveling probably five months of those six mm -hmm. months so I was like what am I doing with this apartment like I had an apartment in Aventura oh, and I was, okay. I was traveling yeah. like five months out of those six months so I was basically one month in that apartment and I'm like yeah. okay what, what am I doing here like why am I living here so then I kept just talking about how I was gonna leave and I was just like talking about it but then it just started to become more real and more real I was like mm -hmm. okay am I really gonna end my lease because our lease ended in December Okay. And I was like, and then, so my friend invited me to go to Brazil for New Year's. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I was like, okay, then I'll just go to Peru. And then I was like, okay, in Peru, I'll figure it out. Cause I have family there and we'll figure it out and whatever. And I was like, okay. And that's what I'm going to, that's literally it. I just ended my lease and I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And I was like, okay, I'm putting oh my, my things in my, in my backpack. And like, I just went with two bags and I went to Brazil. I had a great time. Um, I was still working full time though. So it was a mm. lot. And I was like, wow, I, this is, I, I, I did like a very slow travel there. I wasn't doing too many things. I was more like working during the day right. and then like did things at night and like and sometimes during the during the day too a little bit, but it was normal. And I went to I went to Peru and then my friend called me and she basically texted me. She's like, Oh, let's go to Medellin. like I'm down to go to Medellin because I had I told her she's the only other person I knew that worked remote because this was before the pandemic. Oh wow. So no one yeah. worked remote. It was, I was right. like by myself. I was like, okay, who else would be down to come with me? Somewhere? Yeah. 
And she was like, okay, I'm down, I'm down. Let's go to Medellin. And I was like, let's do it for a month. So then I booked it out. And then it's crazy because this is what I'm telling you, like the universe is wild. Like right before that, I met up with a friend in Peru and he's like, oh, I'm actually going to go to Bolivia. And I was like, oh, that's cool. When? And then it was right before I had to go to Medellin and it would have uh-huh. been perfect for me to go just to go to, Med- to Bolivia. And then he's like, I'm actually going to go to Medellin too. So we basically went together from Peru to Bolivia. We traveled Bolivia. We went to like the, the salts of, of Bolivia. Oh, huh. Thing. And then we went, I went to Medellin and I spent it with her. And then she told me, she's like, Hey, I'm, I have an event and I have an extra ticket in Mexico and Tulum. Uh-huh. You come? And I was like, yeah whatever <laughs> yeah let's go and then I went to Tulum so it was like I don't know I kind of left it pretty open and it right. just all fit in together and I was just like okay I'm gonna go to Tulum so I went to Tulum we did it like we did like um it was like an event it was really nice mm-hmm. actually it was yoga like a lot of singing whatever and then the pandemic hit we were gonna go to um Guatemala together but then it was getting to that point where you didn't know if it was going to close borders or not. And my mom's like, you're not going to stay in Guatemala by yourself. Like, who do you know in Guatemala? I was like, nobody. Yeah. So then I went, I went back home. But yeah, oh, so you came here and you came back to Yeah. To, okay. And then I went to Chicago and then I came back here. And then as soon as I could, I left back to Colombia. No like, way. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like January of two, almost, yeah, almost two years ago, a year and a half ago. Wow. in January I left and I was like okay I'm gonna live in a co-living because I had already gone to to Medellin I mm-hmm. liked it I had gone there for like a month and a half and I felt pretty safe like everything was good so I was like I'll just do a co-living let's see what happens and then I went to this co-living and I was like, what's a co-living like a co-living is where a bunch of people go to live um a lot of people that just like, work like a hostel? Online. no so it's like studios Oh, it's like studios okay. but it's a whole building of just studios where people mm-hmm. like live you have like your little kitchen and like the whole thing but there's events that happen there's like a terrace and so people hang out and that is eat. so cool it is the cool it was honestly the best and I that's how you meet people yeah that's wow. how I met my boyfriend wow <laughs> i didn't know they this exists. exactly until i went to this is it literally wow. opens another like once i started traveling like that it opened a whole world that i was like this isn't real right like yeah this is a thing like, this is another reality that I just didn't know existed and you just wow. got to connect with so many people that are doing the same thing and people do random things like mm-hmm. I don't know that some guy was like creating like um like um like a what is it called like a ringer for a bike that sounds like a like <clears> a <throat> uh like a car like I don't know random things you meet random people and it's mm-hmm. like really is so cool just to like wow there's huge communities and everywhere i go everywhere i go there's huge communities of people that are just also there for like three months mm-hmm. and they just want to get together and talk and have fun and, and what's like the common uh job that you see that people have doing this probably marketing marketing oh, okay. um graphic design uh all mm. those uh, also like um ux ui uh ux ui is basically doing like user experience so oh um, right, right right okay all those mm-hmm. things um you find some creative works too uh, like video editing all mm-hmm. those things and then yeah that's kind of most of the ones that I find or other people that are really into that just normal like nine to five online working but they're right. really really rigid you know like right. people that do like sales calls and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah you find wow. a lot of different things that's so wild I can't imagine some, like a salesperson doing remote work like that yeah I feel like it was really hard there's a lot because then they'll go to co-working spaces I don't usually mm. work in too many co-working because I just think it's too like rigid yeah I like coffee shops like that's that's a good vibe because I don't need to be on calls but if I did have to be on calls it'd be very different yeah 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 Yeah, but it's a a whole other world wow I'm shocked right now I can't believe 
this is exi- this exists everywhere. Wait, so that's in Medellin. In Medellin, yeah. And that's where you decided you wanted to go back. Like you, I wanted to go back to Medellin, right? You wanted to live there. Yeah, and then, well, then I also my boyfriend, and then we ended up traveling all of Colombia. Like I think I know Colombia more than I know Peru. Wow. I I we traveled a lot. Where's your favorite place in Medellin? Or no, in Colombia. Oh, in Colombia. Oh, it's hard. So I really liked, we did a really nice trip that we went to La Costa, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't just like your normal Cartagena because I've been to Cartagena, it's nice. We went to like this little island. Um, I can't even remember the name of that little island, but it was a little island and it was super small, tiny, and it was so local. There was a lot of people. Um, So that one was really cute because it was just, it was almost like private. Like we went like on a, on a just me and him type of vacation at mm-hmm. one point. And then the other one that I like too is um, Leje Cafetero. Leje no. Cafetero, which is just like um, where El Valle de Cocora is. No. And it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's also so close to Medellin. Well, ish. Wow. It's six, six hours or five hours driving, mm-hmm. but then it's also an hour um, plane ride. That would be actually an, an awesome place for a retreat. It's wow. Beautiful. Like That's it's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Literally, I, I feel like I have not traveled Colombia enough and i'm colombian like i feel like a little shamed you know but i've been to like the main parts and i'm obsessed with colombia like how is it not a bigger tourism place like i don't understand but now that you go to medellin you're gonna see there's so many expats there's so many people like americans but i've been i've never i've never seen like oh i'll show you (laughs) yeah show me i'll show you i've never probably paid attention to that like every time i go i go with family when did you go last I went like four years ago. Okay, no, it's different. I wow. it, it has been. I think it's like number one in nomads. Like for nomads, like people are like that are working online that want to see their next place. Yeah, it's almost number one in Colombia, because the weather, the Wi Fi is pretty good, mm-hmm. and it's it's also not so expensive. Like it's not so like crazy. I mean, right now it's super cheap. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. I it's so funny because literally two days ago we met this guy that worked um at the store uh, with me and Scott. We were there. Uh huh. And. He was telling us about his trip to like a place outside of Guatapé, uh-huh. like near Medellin. And he said that there's like this whole campground. You rent like a, a tent and it's just like a bunch of nomads just like there yeah. in the middle of nowhere and just like camping yeah. and traveling. I'm like, wait, you did this in Colombia? Like for me, I'm Colombian yeah, and mm-hmm. I... I know what how unsafe it can get, but I know that it's not as unsafe as like people think yeah. it is. But I'm like, wow, people are really out there doing this, and with knowing like you know like everything that everybody thinks about Colombia and all this stuff. But that's so cool that it's kind of slowly becoming Changing. this, yeah, this tourist place because that's what I feel like it should be, you know. And that's why I want to do the retreat so much because I'm like people wow. don't know. <laughs> like, okay, we might be doing a retreat with nudie in <laughs> Yes, just announcing it here, like, real, real quick. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's amazing! Wow, yeah, it's so pretty. There's also actually like even <clears throat> through Guatape too, like kind of. Oh no, actually going to Harlem, another like another town. Um, they do like mushroom ceremonies and stuff. And wow it's like amazing like it's so beautiful and they're like and they do it a lot for expats too but it's just like nature and because mm-hmm. it has so much nature like it just has so much nature. it really does it really does and like mm-hmm. you would never think that but yeah. like if you go to like bogota it's like what is ah, there you know what i mean like, i don't love bogota. <laughs> i love bogota because i'm i'm from there uh-huh. so like 
I see what like you know going to uh, to restaurants and like clubs like all of that is so cool but you need to know where to go like if you're a tourist it's really hard to like really identify but it's not pretty it's not that that beautiful like Medellin but it's the people are just so nice like it's insane especially coming from Miami (laughs) Colombians in general are so mm-hmm. they're the nicest out of like all South America yeah and Central America that I've experienced Mexicans are yeah. pretty nice too though but Colombians just top it off they like, really just do their, serv- their hospitality is like insane I love it but um that's amazing that's so cool like you have like a great combination of like these things like I just want like happening. on an exploring journey yeah, yeah. but and then it always comes with like challenges and things you know what I mean like 100%. life 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 things in general but yeah yeah. I, I think anything you do is hard yeah. like anything you choose to do is hard that's why people are always like well do what you love yeah. because it's it makes it worth it but like anything you do is going to be hard yeah so like might as well do yeah. what you love <laughs> like, exactly you know? yeah but um okay wait so tell me a little bit about your company that you have okay. now oh okay and the one of mm-hmm. oh yeah okay yeah so Basically, yeah, we do a lot of hypnotherapy work and it it really combines both sections because what I saw when I was doing more of the coaching one, it was just all forward thinking, but there needs to be a little bit of cleaning. But up. you did coaching before a little bit before? Yeah, and oh, right oh, now it's a okay. kind of a combination as well. So, okay, okay. But now I know the hypnotherapy part because coaching I felt for a long time was very forward, like how to propel you forward and which is great. It's a, it, mm-hmm. It's amazing. That's what you're supposed to do. But I did for, feel like we were forgetting a little bit of the cleaning up. There are things you're carrying. We can propel you forward, but you have like three, you know, pounds of baggage with you. Propelling you forward is going to be a little difficult because wow. we're propelling you with like a bunch of shit with you. And it's just like, no, you're not going to get there, you know? Wow. There's Wait, like friction like, going I on. A, I need a moment <laughs> with what you just said, because that was so profound. Like the level of healing that you're doing is like from zero to a hundred, like coaching only, like we were talking mm-hmm. earlier, how coaching only touches a surface surf, surface of healing. And, you know, it's good for a lot of people. Like sometimes a lot of healing work just deals with exactly. emotions, uh-huh. but then you bring in like hypnotherapy and you add it together and you do a combination of it, you're kind of like changing this person's identity, beliefs, oh <laughs> traumas, yeah. um, emotions, mm-hmm. and uh, and just their actions, their yeah. everyday things. That's so cool. And then with a cl- with a clear baggage, mm-hmm. you can be propelled wherever you want. But like, you know, you're not, you're clear, you're, you're, you're less triggered, you, you have more yep. like, free space in your yeah. body. Yeah, it, it's so things. funny. Um, when I got into a, a lot of yoga and when I decided that there's a there's a different story out there for me, mm-hmm. um, I was doing a lot of healing. And I think I healed a lot of like inner trauma, like a lot of childhood things mm-hmm. that I, you know, emotional mm-hmm. stuff that was like really deep in there. And when I started, you know, that healing process and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, like, wait, <laughs> I need to change my habits and <laughs> who am I now? Uh Like, what is that? Like this open space of confusion. And it took me so long to kind of like bring it back to earth. Cause I was not here. I was just like, okay, calm down. Like this is very overwhelming. Like, and that's so cool to have like a guidance of like, what do I do from here now? Exactly. Because confusion is part of it. It Mm -hmm. is part of it. Like, and uh, that's also something that people don't talk about. Like the confusion part, like, because you think that there's something wrong. 
because you're feeling mm-hmm. all these things you're like well now I did the work now I'm feeling like I don't know where my next step is I kind of feel lost a little bit like you don't know but but it's almost like in that space is where you know you know what I mean yep. if you don't if you're not there then you will never know and a lot of people you just band-aid it with you're like okay let me just go back to what I was doing because this is uncomfortable I don't like this so let me just go back you could have easily gone back to to being an attorney because that's what you know that's at least it's not scary right at least you know what's happening but you didn't because a lot of people don't stay here in the uncomfortable muggy yeah I was really (laughs) great I was really grateful to um to have that pause because I was in a moment where I, I had the luxury to have a pause yeah. in my career, in my life, right. like where I was like, damn, like this is scary and I'm confused. Like, and the only thing I know is like I, to be an attorney yeah. and what do I do from now? Mm-hmm. And it, it is so confusing and scary. And I did have thoughts of like, Ooh, let me just go yeah. back. Like whatever. Like, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> I'll just but, then, forever. <laughs> but then one day I was like, cause I love to be productive. Yeah. Right. And I think, being in that space it's you giving yourself space like you you can't be productive like you're still figuring things that you need to pause right Mm -hmm. so I was like no I I deserve this pause I am finally here let me take a moment like I know it's gonna ruin a lot of like efficient things that I want like it's gonna set back a lot of goals that I have for myself but I'm like I think this is part of what I needed to do and I did and I paused and and it was great because it was like that time of discovery of like having a blank state and kind of like building that foundation back but it takes that pause you need that uncomfortable pause Mm -hmm. and And it was fucking scary but it's like a beautiful journey yeah because looking at you can propel you can propel forward now because now you know where you're going because a lot of times you don't allow yourself to like settle you know, because everything is kind of around you. You haven't discovered yeah. it yet. So then you just take a random direction because you're like, oh my God, okay, this is getting too uncomfortable. So I'm just going to take whatever other thing. And you don't allow the answers to come and to like, you know, find you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you could have done anything at that point, but then you're like, no, I'm just going to take a second. Like what a yeah. time. And now you feel like you're, you, like things are sparking at you, you know? So that's, mm-hmm. well, like actually what a time. Wow. <laughs> now we're just going to sponsor you. Like- <laughs> We're gonna make this a thing. <laughs> weekly, weekly check-ins. This is gonna be a lot of different episodes. Yeah. Because we are running out of time yeah. and I have so many more questions. <laughs> we can go on. No, oh, this is so good. I love it. Oh my yeah. god. So okay, out of everything, out of all your experiences and yeah. anything, everything that you've done, what would you say is like the most important lesson that you can give, I guess, the audience? The most important lessons. I guess to just be a little ballsy with with life and kind of like play with it in a way, you know, like not take it so seriously because I did for a long time and it was kind of getting rigid. And then you're like, you know, I can mess up a little bit here or you can start this over here and you can do this other thing and also like inject your life with just hobbies that make you happy. Like I draw now, I do surround like random things that mm-hmm. I'm just doing it just because pure pleasure of just doing the thing. Not everything has to be what is the outcome if I do this? You know, like yeah. I don't know, here in the United States, I feel like it's so like, I don't know, like driven by like, like efficiency and like productivity and like, what am I going to get if I do this? And it's like, yeah. what if you don't get anything other than like joy for your, like for your heart, you know, yeah. like happiness. 
know, a little bit of, of excitement. Yeah. People think a lot in goals, like in, in um the end goal. Yeah. It's like, what if I don't succeed? It's like, so what? Like you were having fun. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, mm-hmm. why not just do it for that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because it was a, for a long time, I was really tied up to to my success in, in just like monetary goals or just like whatever client how many clients I had how many people like it was all so external that you become like a slave to your external world and it's like yeah ah that's exhausting like yeah. it's not it either it really is exhausting it's so exhausting it's so there's the same off. amount of work of you like <laughs> trying to like do that like yeah no oh, wow wow all right well thank you so much oh, this is amazing yeah. we're gonna do this a lot more yeah, Just yeah. <laughs>